You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Sun is shining, the <laughs> skies are high, right? There ain't no cloud inside. It stopped raining, everybody's on the way. And don't you know, it's a beautiful new day. Hey, hey. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I knew where you were going with it. And I loved every moment of it. Messing up all the lyrics. No, you're fine. You're fine. It still came through. If anybody who doesn't know that song, you have never there. seen a movie in the past twenty years. <laughs> that's Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, right? Yep. There we go. The Electric good. Light Orchestra. Good, good stuff. You know who covered that track? Weezer. Oh, that's true. They did on a past album we reviewed. That's very, very true. The Teal album. You know who else covered it though? Lily Allen. Oh. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds like it, that'd be much more enjoyable than the Weezer version. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Of course, I still think the original is best version, of course. Yes. But yes, Lily Allen's version by Weezer, version compared with Weezer, is much better. Interesting. Much, much better. I could see that. I, I have not wanted to listen to that Weezer album again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just really have not. You said hasta luego <laughs> to uh, the latest Weezer album, the Black album. <laughs> I was moving to an island on the sun. Is it on the sun? In the sun? In the sun. In the sun. In the sun. In the sun. That's right. We'll be playing and having fun. Exactly. Well, it sure feels like we are in the sun right now, right down here in sunny Orlando, Florida. Mm. It's supposed to be record heat this weekend for Memorial Weekend. Great. Memorial Day weekend. Great. Yeah. Yep. Good thing you have a pool, buddy. I know. It gets hot down by the pool deck, though, just because there's not a lot of coverage. Mm. Mm. No. No no really big shaded areas, mm-hmm. you know. And apparently there's already some hurricanes a-brewing out in the ocean, too, as well. Great. Yes. Yes. Well, thankfully, I've got this cup of coffee to keep me warm. Hey, cheers to that here to- on G4D. A.K.A. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. The world's okayest barista sitting right across from me wearing a Joy Division shirt. <laughs> Typical I'm so basic. I'm so basic, I don't even have a parody Joy Division shirt. <laughs> and the person sitting across from me, surprisingly not wearing his Boards of Canada t-shirt, <laughs> Mr. John. <laughs> that is true. That is very, very true. <laughs> I was like, who are you? I actually look like I'm dressed like a Floridian today. I got a Yeah, you got light bra- colors on. I You're got sandals. Go. When do I wear sandals? I don't think I've ever seen you wear flip-flops before. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big sandals guy. Mm. Really, really got to be the right comfort ones. I'm always curious about the ones that go like over your toes as opposed to like the ones like the thongs that I think they're called, right? <laughs> the, the, the thongs? Yeah, because they look like a thong. They go in between your toes. <laughs> they're thongs. The other ones are just like, you know, I don't know. Granny <laughs> panties, I guess. I don't know. Ugh, I feel gross saying that. I've never I've never thought of it that way, but that's a really interesting <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh man. 
That's a really interesting conversation we just had. <laughs> oh, Coffee's man. already kicking in. Yes, it and is. John, John brought something special for us today. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very special. So MegaCon was recently here. And for those of you who do not know, that's basically the yearly nerd convention where a bunch of celebrities come down and charge way too much for you to take a picture with them. <laughs> very accurate. Very, very accurate. But it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a real good time. It gets pretty packed. And, you know, it's just a celebration of all things nerdy. And Funko Pops. And Funko Pops. All the Funko Pops. And the last thing I was expecting to see there, besides more Funko Pops, was coffee being mm. sold. And not just any coffee, too. Coffee from Onyx Coffee Lab. Mm. We've well, talked about these guys before on the podcast, and the Glass Knife here in Orlando, Florida exclusively brews them. Shout out to the Glass Knife. Great place here. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to go back there. There's again, like a so. sandwich they have. It's on a pretzel bun. Very, very good. Is, what is it? Our good buddy Chad, friend of the show, yeah. had said that it's basically kind of like a place that you'd see in like breakfast at Tiffany's or something like it's that. It's a very bougie-esque very bougie. kind of place, yeah. It's nice, though. Mm-hmm. Good place to go to if uh, you know, you're wrapping up your date night. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. a little, little sweet treat. Yeah, a little, little sweet treat right there. And Onyx Coffee Lab here has paired up with the Stan Lee Foundation, hence the reason why it's being sold at a nerd convention there. <laughs> I like how you keep calling it a nerd convention. I know. I'm secretly a safe, self-hating nerd, so. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean to say that with such uh, vitriol, but I, 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 I don't know how else to like say it. Like, how else do you say it? MegaCon is, is nerdy. I'm a nerd. Like, okay. I, I, I'm in there, too. But that's, that's the best way to describe it. And basically, the Stanley Foundation is a non-profit organization that seeks to provide literacy, education, and the arts throughout the nation, specifically trying to help out kids who are less fortunate. So this is a great pairing. We've already had Onyx Coffee, like we've talked about before, and pairing up with Stanley Foundation, they actually worked on an exclusive blend right here. It's a blend of two different coffees right here. It's actually Stanley's favorite blend. Mm. So he had a hand in this before he passed away. Um, so now he leaves his legacy with the Stanley Foundation and this really, really, really good coffee, this is I a, might say. This is a coffee coffee. I well, Let me get another sip of here. Oh, yeah. This is quite delicious. It smells delicious. I hope that this isn't the only time that they're doing this. It, I hope this becomes a yearly thing. It, like, it gets, I can't describe it, but when you, like, take a sip, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you swallow it. Like the flavor kind of just like explodes in your mouth. It's like hints of like chocolate. It's like a very coffee coffee. When I think of coffee, it's like this is what I think of, you know? Well, it's Stanley approved, and if Stanley approves it, so do we here. Yeah, it smells great. What kind of, what are you getting? Like chocolate? I'm definitely getting some chocolate there. Mm, I'm trying to think. I, maybe. I, I think it's a blend of two different um, coffees here. I don't remember offhand. Uh, shout out to uh, Andrea who was talking to me about this coffee and kind of giving me the lowdown on it. Uh, I think she said it's a blend of Ecuadorian and Guatemalan coffee. I could mm. be mistaken about that, but you definitely you definitely get a lot of flavors on this. And thankfully, those flavors do not collide. They yeah, all they, work they so well. Yeah, they pair with each other pretty well. You taste kind of like the first hint, which is like a little like cherry-esque, mm-hmm. kind of sweet. And then again, it gets like it settles on your tongue and you're just like, I don't know. That's how I feel. It's it's just 
it hits the spot. Yeah, it's very good. And I'm really glad that was there. I hope that they were able to sell all the beans there. Because when I saw it at first, I didn't see too many people there. And I'm like, okay, I I understand why. Because it's not a Funko Pop stand. <laughs> but honestly, like... Where can sta- I get the Funkos for <laughs> Harry Potter? I want a Dobie <laughs> Funko. It, it just seemed like more people should be about this. Like, I'm surprised. So did I they have like really samples or anything? They didn't. See, that's where that's what they should have done. Try yeah. free sample, buy the beans, make it at home, easy peasy. Yeah, they they really should have because quite honestly, I'm really glad I bought a bag. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for uh, getting that. Supporting great coffee company and a great uh, charitable organization here too as well. I really hope they're back again next year with maybe even some more blends as well. Because, yeah, this really hits the spot. So be sure to check out Onyx Coffee Lab if you haven't before. Check out the Glass Knife if you live in Orlando. And be sure to check out the Stan Lee Foundation, too, as well. And maybe in the future, hopefully, we can collaborate with these uh, fine folks at the organization as well. We'd love to have them on, on the I show. I am so down for that. I am so down for some more friends of the show. <sighs> oh, so good. Well, I am really, really enjoying this, sir. So before we jump into our review this week, which is of The Nationals' mm-hmm. new album, what's it called again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. sign, right? It's called yeah. I Am Easy to Find, I am which easy is not to find. how I described it. Um, <laughs> so without getting too much into, you know, things, John, I believe you are starting a new position at a new company fairly soon, <laughs> and I couldn't be more excited for you and big part of this show was, you know, us taking our lunch breaks and drinking coffee and enjoying mm-hmm. it with each other and, you know, talking about music. So I got you a little uh, going away gift. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, buddy. So I was not expecting just that. A, just a little something to, oh. to say, you know, thanks for the memories and, you know. That oh, be, that my God. Can, <laughs> <laughs> something to uh, remember <laughs> me by. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh my gosh, sir. You are the best. Tell, tell the viewers what you're looking at here. I am looking at a stainless steel French press, 34 ounce, makes eight cuppies from, is that Wamis? Vamos? Vamos? Wamis? Wamis? Wamis. Either way, it's all black. Yep. He knows me. I got you. He, he really knows <laughs> me. And look at all this stuff. Dual layer design for better taste. Dual filter for pure coffee stylish matte black finish i like how they say here finished with sexy matte black Ooh. <laughs> premium workmanship stay for the, buy for the coffee stay it. for the sexy oh my gosh adam this is beautiful sir thank you so much you're welcome so bring it to work bring it at home oh, you know, and buddy. spread the love of coffee to your new co-workers who oh, don't buddy you are the best yeah oh this hits the spot sir Thank you so much. Seriously. I'm going to give you a hug later. Right now, it's just a handshake. Well, let's do a little cheer. A little cheers, yeah, right? Yeah, little, little, little cheers. Thank you so much. Hey, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Mm. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. While I will miss our lunch break recordings and fun little antics, it's a great position for me. It's a step up. Yeah, man. You know, just such a fantastic opportunity. I'm going to miss you, buddy. I'm going to miss uh, some of the other coworkers that we have. But, yeah. It's. I'm very excited. You very, should very be. excited. We'll work everything out. Thankfully, you know. Yeah, don't worry, folks. Our show's not. Our, our show's not going anywhere. We're still yeah. here. Yeah, we're still here. We ain't going nowhere. We're caffeinated. We're still here. Still here. What's that P Diddy song? We ain't going nowhere. What do you remember that? We can't be stopped now. 
I only think I can boys for life. That's probably not how it is at all. All I can think of is the the Godzilla movie (laughs) when they ruined that Cashmere song. They ruined Led Zeppelin before Greta Van Fleet did. (laughs) P. Diddy walked so Greta Van Fleet could run. Actually, Wolf Mother walked so uh, Greta Van Fleet could run. Ah, there you you go. go. I got to cheers to that, sir. I got to cheers to that. Mm. Somewhere, audience member number six is is shaking his head. You guys. Well, I am super excited. This is such a great gift from you, buddy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Use some good health. Oh. Brew some good coffee out of it. I absolutely love it. You you know me all so well. I I love a good matte black finish. I know it sounds silly, but I really do. It it does look sexy. Right. It, this this mm. packaging is definitely correct. <laughs> get it a get it a modeling studio and take some <laughs> photos of it. <laughs> all right. Well, so now you know what this means, right? You're going to have to come over soon, and I'm going to have to make you a cup of coffee. Ooh. Oh, my. The tables have turned. The turntables have turned the table. (laughs) I love that bit so much. And I use that line every once in a while, and somebody will be like, what? It just flies right over their head. Do you read that article about how, like, millennials would cancel their Netflix subscriptions if The Office was taken off of it? I could believe it. You know... I was looking the other day. I think you can buy the whole season on DVD for like 60 bucks. And what, mm-hmm. Netflix, for a whole year is like, what, 120 So like, just shut up and just buy the whole DVD set. Quit complaining. <laughs> and then you can watch whatever you want. <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point. And you can buy a DVD player dirt cheap now. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's about the cost of a Netflix subscription, probably less. I mean, it definitely is convenient having all the episodes right there and being able to choose them. Yes, that's very true. And not having to swap out DVDs. But your point is completely <clears throat> valid because we originally had we had Netflix, and originally on Netflix, 30 Rock was on there, but mm. then it went to Hulu. And I was like, well, let's see how much the DVDs are. And they're like five bucks each. Wow. Yeah. They're dirt cheap. Dang. FIE was having a sale when they were still in business, and I got like a couple of seasons of Seinfeld for like 10 bucks. Oh, that's... I. I want Seinfeld on Blu-ray so bad. I, I don't think it's on Blu-ray. No, it's not. Just mm. DVD. I want Arrested Development on Blu-ray, too. Oh, yeah, Because they shot too. that in, in high def, I think. Yeah. I think I might be making way for Disney Plus when it comes out. Yeah, I'm debating getting it, too. I, I Like, getting rid of Netflix and going to uh, Disney Plus. Well, it'll be interesting, too, because I have Spotify, and Spotify also now comes with Hulu. Mm-hmm. But Disney now owns Hulu, so I don't know if they, like, do anything with that. So I can, but I have Spotify and Hulu, so it works out pretty well. I think the Mandalorian is reason enough for me to get Disney Plus. I'm just that pumped about it. Star Wars, like it's a Star Wars <laughs> show with Werner Herzog on it. Oh my god! Like you, you don't have to tell me anything else. Just the fact that Werner Herzog is on it, I'm sold. Is it like in the Star Wars universe, or it takes place like Werner Herzog is going to interact with C3PO? Because I would love to see that. <laughs> this annoying creature was staring at me, making mocking me in my tone. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was, right. I was, I was, uh, I was gripped there. I was hoping you were going to keep on going. Mm. Um, this droid and its <laughs> insignificant parts as it interacted with me, <laughs> telling me that the control knob was on the left side and not the right. I was a professional <laughs> pilot for twenty years. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, but it, it really does sound like a great show. I think it takes place after Return of the Jedi. Oh. 
yeah. Interesting. So that's interesting. So, but it should be like its own cast and everything like that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I know we're diving off into separate conversation here, but Adam and I are recording this on a weekend. We okay, got the coffee flowing. We're chill. We just played some Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all hyped up right now. Smash Bros. <laughs> so ho- hopefully none of you uh, fabulous listeners out there, all our beautiful fans had left us. Stick with us because I think now it's time for the review. Hey, just want to remind you too before we jump in. Sorry. I- I'm very excited. We're on Spotify now. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, so if you're not listening on Spotify and you have Spotify, go download us on Spotify and our website, g4dpodcast.com, iTunes, Google Music, and Stitcher. And stay tuned to the end of the episode because there's something very important that we need you, the fans, to do. Mm. It's up to you guys. So stay tuned because we want to be nominated for Best of Orlando Weekly this year. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. If you love us, you'll do it. It'll just take a couple of seconds, I promise. It doesn't cost you anything. You literally just type in three letters on the website, G, the number four, and D. Yes, exactly. Or if you want to write up grounds for discussion, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, you could do the whole thing. You probably, should do, you probably should do it yeah, all. Yeah, you should honestly. probably. Just do it all. Just just, just do every little thing. <laughs> all right, before we jump in, can you give me your ma- your best... Uh, Matt Berenger voice. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay up straight on the foot of your love. Uh, I'm evil. Oh, going for the higher yeah, version. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I love that track. That was actually, I got into them late. Me too. I got into them on that album with that track. So I checked it out because I was like, oh, hey, the guy from Mad Men was in it. I was a huge Mad Men fan back Wait, in the, the day. Wait, someone from National was in Mad Men? He was in a music video for that song. Uh, um, John Hamm? You no, know, uh, John Slattery? Slattery? I've never watched Mad Men. Totally butchering his name. It was it was the boss of John Hamm's character. Silver Fox guy. He's, he, he so was, every character on Mad he, Men. He was Tony Stark's father. Oh, okay. There that you guy. Go. Yeah. That yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I knew I'd find some connection right there. There it is. He's actually in the music video with Kristen Shaw, too. That's oh. a great music video. So. Interesting. And Interesting combination of people. Right? Exactly. That's what I thought, too. So, although they formed in the post-punk revival of the 1990s, the National really have become a staple of indie rock. They've been very, very consistent throughout the years. And they've really kind of developed a kind of like a hardcore following. So they consist of two brothers in the band. Actually, is it two sets of brothers, right? Yes, yeah. two sets of brothers, Scott and Brian, and then Aaron and Bryce, right? Yes, and then I Matt. got the name. And then Matt. Yep. There you go. So Matt, the lead singer with the deep baritone voice Blah. there. And these guys are back on tour again. It seemed like they just took like a one-year hiatus between their previous album, Sleep Well Beast, to now this latest album, I Am Easy to Find. So they've just been kind of chugging along here. And Sleep Well Beast ended up being a Grammy award-winning album, too, as well. It also was our first album we ever talked about on this podcast. You're all right. Episode number one. Oh, hey. Yeah, full circle. There's something kind of symbolic here. Start of it, and then, like, kind of a new age. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I did not realize that. That's good stuff, man. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been at this for a while. We really have been. 81 episodes. Oh, wow. Crazy. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So they've kind of become an indie staple. 
they are very much very somber in their music if you're not familiar with them i we, we had a friend of yours i can't remember who who kind of equated them to dad rock but I, <laughs> yeah they get that a lot they get that a lot i well, mean it's it, like you know growing up and not being content and you know different things about you know mental health and it's a lot of dad rock themes it's very more adult compared to some indie music it's less about yeah. being a rock star and partying and all that kind of lifestyle yeah. and more about the malaise of being in your 30 somethings yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> so 2019 they've returned returned after a two-year gap between their previous album with the album i am easy to find and is this album easy to listen to I see what I did there. <laughs> I mean, if you use your ears, yes. If you use any other parts of your body, probably not. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. This album, I don't know. Yeah, I. Something didn't click with me. I, I appreciate the direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. So, sweet. So the album before Sleep Well Beast, which is Trouble Will Find Me, was very somber for them like extremely somber like and they come back with sleep well beast and it's got a little more electronica elements to it kind of very overproduced but in a good way like all the songs just kind of flew in with each other and just like the production elements they chose were really cool and and definitely a different and unique direction and i feel like they tried to accentuate that sound even more on this album almost getting into ambient trippy music in like the middle of this album. And it just like, for me, a lot of these songs just dragged Mm -hmm. and they didn't grip my attention as much as it should have. So if you have been with this band for a while, you'll notice that the first four songs on this album are very true to form. Yeah. National. You'll have all the elements that you like on there, all the elements that we had mentioned earlier and then all of a sudden, it takes a shift. Matt Berenger, the lead singer of the band, had talked about the 2017 tour that they had for Sleep Well Beast, which was a very big tour. In fact, they even came down here to Florida and St. Augustine, and they'll be playing there again for this album as well. Talked about just being exhausted and just kind of spent all around. But then they had someone kind of come to them with some new ideas and that was mike mills so the former rem bassist kind of started out with the intention of directing a video for the band but soon that blossomed into something just much larger much much larger and he basically found a way to kind of play a huge impact on this album and kind of start this short film project You'll notice if you look at the cover for this album, that's Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. actress who's been in plenty of films recently, with splashes of color. And I think it's a good indication of what you're about to kind of get involved in. It seems like, in a way, this band wanted to take a step back a little bit more. Not that they're not fully invested in what's in here, but I think especially from Matt's perspective... They kind of let the music speak for itself. Yes. And like... They're willing to explore long sections, if you will, of just kind of really repeated bars and letting layers kind of flow. Yes. So if you're into that kind of stuff, then I think you'll definitely like it. But I don't know. There were certain points I was just like, it just dragged for me. And I was just like, 
you know, it, it's already somber to begin with, but I had like this made, I made me feel really sad for some reason. Yes, this one really more did. than trouble will find me because trouble will find me was pretty. It w- that one was sad because of just the tempo of everything and it was just very somber. But this was kind of like you really it makes you really feel. It's over an hour long, so it's on the long it's, side. It's their longest album too. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I was gonna I was gonna ask. I knew you would know that. Yeah, and it definitely felt like. From a stylistic standpoint, Matt Berenger was willing to give up his point of view and have other people have that come through. Yeah, they've had the plethora of lead vocal, of lead uh, women vocalists on this too. So it definitely adds to their sound in a very different way. Exactly. And it's almost like he was willing to just take the backseat and kind of act like the the director of the songs. Yeah, because usually most of the songs, you know, whatever instrumentation-wise is happening, it's, the focus is on him usually in his lyrics. And I think that this kind, he lets him take a backseat a little bit to let the vocal, the other vocals, the other instruments kind of shine and almost explore what they want to do. Yeah, and it's it's on, I think, none... On none of the 16 tracks is he the only singer. Yeah, there's multiple singers, both male and female. And he's got a roster of female vocalists, including uh, Gail Ann Dorsey, formerly of David Bowie's band, oh. uh, Sharon Van Eaton, mm-hmm. Kate Stables, and of uh, the This Is The Kit, Lisa Hannigan, and Mina Tyndall, with additional assists from the Brooklyn Youth Choir, uh, Brooklyn Youth Chorus, sorry. And even Behringer's wife, who's been contributing lyrics to the national for a couple of years now had a heavier hand involved in this album as well. Mm -hmm. So it almost seems like they're trying to do something much more ambitious this time around. And that's one of the things why I think they've been able to stay relevant for as long as they have is that they always kind of tweak what they're doing. We saw that in sleep. Well, beast, the previous album as well with elements of electronica. And there's some spoken word songs too, as well. And I think that's what kept me invested in this album. But you're, I, I actually really quite agree with you in the sense that like, there was something that didn't quite hit me as hard as some of their previous I, albums. And I feel like it's the track lengths. I feel like, you know, it's one thing to have a plethora of songs. But for instance, I'm going to use the Vampire Weekend album because these albums are both about the same length. They both have the same amount of songs on it where the Vampire Weekend album really explored different songs, it always knew when to stop it. Yes. So, like, for instance, on the song Big Blue, like, it was a very short song, but any longer it would have dragged. Exactly. And I think this album suffers from the problem of just having a song be long to just experiment with. And as it keeps going, it almost drags out, and it fakes, makes you feel even more depressed than it already did it at does. the beginning. It does. And that's definitely probably the mood that they were trying to go for in the length, because... You know, I am easy to find. It's it's almost a struggle with depression, you yes. know, and just kind of living. So, like, having these long, drawn-out songs almost contributes to the theme of this album. But at a certain point, it's just like, okay, next, let's, let's keep it moving, you know? And bringing on women onto this album, the female singers, there's a reason behind it. Because Matt Berenger had said in an interview, quote, there's a shaking off all the tropes and patterns and ruts. Women are sick and tired of how they are spoken about or represented. Children are rebelling against the packages that they're forced into, and it's wonderful. I never questioned the package that I was supposed to walk in and around until my 30s, end quote. So there's a purpose 
and there's a definitive statement that's being made throughout this album. I think it adds to their sound, honestly. It does. It only makes it like, it, it's interesting seeing someone else, you know, sing his type of vocals and what kind of people he wants. So like the bright voices against his baritone voice are really cool and very yeah. different for them. And I think it works. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. Um, I think it, I think the vocals and all that worked. I just think oh, the yeah. instruments just like, it was just way too like sad experimental in the middle half of it. And that really like made it made a drag. Yes. For me. I was re-listening to this album on my way over here, just hoping that maybe something would click with me more on this album. The track I am easy to find is really most of the track is uh, Barringer and, and a uh, female singer. I'm not sure which one offhand. I apologize, but the whole time they're singing, it just it really adds an interesting point of view to the track that I feel like just having him on wouldn't be as strong. Having her on that really adds something interesting to it. Like yeah. it's definitely a song about a couple. And it makes sense to have both the male and the female perspective on there. Mm -hmm. And I thought that album, they kept it simple. And when this album keeps it a bit more simple, it works a lot better. Yeah. Especially then, since there's such beautiful female vocals on here. Yeah. And then when you get into the, the song, Not in Kansas, that's where it kind of lost me. I was, yes. it was it, That song just like killed me emotionally. And I was just it like, did. oof. Like, you know, usually most of the national songs, they are sad in some way shape or form but like there's always a glimpse of hope in every song yes. it's just like it's sad but it, like it's gonna guide you through it the, this album definitely does not make you feel that way at all no no and maybe someone can argue that that's kind of intentional given the kind of climate that we're in right now yep it's definitely a a fair representation of how people are feeling now yeah i mean this definitely is very 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 relevant for what's going on right now um you know we won't get too much deeper than that uh yeah I, I i tried i tried i don't think it's bad at all but i don't think there's any song here where if i'm kind of in a mood to just listen to like some key songs or just kind of like a greatest hits of the national that like there's any song i pick off of there i think it's definitely works as a cohesive whole mm -hmm. but man you're right this 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 is like a gut punch in a different way than I wasn't expecting from them. So I have to give them credit for that. But yeah, I mean, I'll 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 go into my final thoughts here. Um, I think it's very very interesting. One that there's another song on here that rhymes the words rain and pain, just like Vampire <laughs> Weekend had right. on their new album. I can't remember which one that is. Maybe it was maybe it was I am easy to find. I I can't remember offhand. But this album kind of really started dragging towards me in, in the latter third. And I definitely kind of felt like very defeated from this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's intentional. I understand that. But I do think that like this isn't the national album that I'm going to come back to as often as the earlier stuff. It's definitely one I appreciate. The songwriting is still there. The elements that you know and love about the national are still there, but I really can't pick out a song from here where I'm like, oh, that part was really memorable, except for the track, like I said, um, the title track, actually. Um, I am easy to find. And when they do kind of get a little bit experimental with it, like on the track, The Pull of You, which mixes in like spoken word from both female, from a, fem from a female artist and then Matt Berenger, 
and then he kind of gets into that upper register that we that I was doing earlier. I was like, all right, you know, this is this is kind of a welcome reprieve from the rest of the album. I needed this like pick me up, yeah. but it doesn't really end that again throughout it. So I could have used some more of that personally, just because that variety would have helped my listening experience. You know, these guys are consistent as always. You know, I still think that if you're a fan of the national, it's absolutely worth checking. And while I appreciate everything on here, I don't think I'm coming back to this as much as the earlier stuff. But I will fully admit it could be that type of album that when I'm in the right mood for it, I do come back to and end up appreciating more as time goes along. So that's why I'm still going to have to give it a download it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I just feel like it's exploring more of the sounds of Sleep Well Beast, but more of the trippier, sadder elements of it. And if they were going for a gut punch, this definitely feels like a gut punch because some of these songs just go on and just drag a little bit. But if you are a national fan, you will definitely have elements that you will enjoy of this album. Probably some, if you're more of a fan of their older stuff, this might you know kind of drag on you like it did for me. But overall, I feel like they can probably not do better but like i don't know there's something about the length of this album that didn't need to be an hour and i feel like some of the tracks could have been cut and it still would have had that emotional punch but you know otherwise i'm gonna give it a download it too yeah it's it's a good album like there's a lot to enjoy and process from it but some of it just dragged too much and got way too sad for me but yeah yeah. so so our our good friend of the show david uh prior to me listening to this he had told me like yeah, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I got to listen to it a couple more times. Yeah, my and friend Travis, too, who's a huge national fan, wasn't really digging this one either. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I think hmm, you definitely appreciate what's there. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's definitely this feels more personal. Yeah, this is definitely a more personal effort from them. And we've been getting that a lot lately. And I think the overall statement is a good intention, but yeah. It just kind of drags too much. Yeah, it does, unfortunately. But still worth checking out if you're a National fan. Definitely. Yes. Okay, so wrapping it up here. Yep. We don't have too much longer in the month, so I know we're a little bit late on this, so we're hoping maybe we can kind of get in there at the last second. But Best of Orlando Weekly has a poll every year just basically kind of all these different categories of local artists, you know, shops, coffee shops, what what have you, kind of just tallying up all these votes from people and they kind of give a breakdown of all these places that Orlando people believe to be the best places in Orlando. And this best of Orlando readers poll goes through June 2nd, so it's a Sunday there. And you have to write in right now at this point your favorite contenders. And then on Wednesday, June 25th, 26th, they'll announce who those nominations are, and then you can vote for them there. So we need to get in first. We need to be nominated first, which I think all you great fans can do out there for us. So you want to vote for us as the best podcast in Orlando. What's the website? The website is orlandoweekly.com slash orlando slash best of orlando's readers poll 2019 and i and think then, there's certain categories yes of everything so there's like restaurants mm-hmm. art but i think it's under local flavor 
I think. There's local both. flavor you can nominate us for, and then best podcast. Local color. Sorry. Yep. Local color, and then. But there's best like podcast. there's like categories, so I think under local color or local flavor, yes. there's an option for best Orlando podcast, and you can write us there. We're, yeah. we're three letters: G, the number four D. Grounds yes. for discussion. Local color, and then best podcast. So just write us in, get us that nomination. We'll even provide you guys with a handy dandy link on our social media. So please, 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 please nominate us. This would be great exposure for us. You know, we've been slowly on the rise. We've been doing a lot of great things. And, you know, we've been getting some really good connections. And I'm really excited because this is going to be a busy summer for us with a lot of good stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. And I'm just very, very excited. So please check out our social media for the definitive link. If you can't find it, otherwise, go to Orlando Weekly and look for Best of Orlando 2019. Boom. Boom. Do it. I need to smell this coffee again. I'm out of coffee. Mm. Sad mm. day. I got one more sip. I'm going to enjoy it, sir. I am pretty wired. <laughs> mm. You and me both. Want to play some more Smash Brothers? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening and everybody. We love you all. And seriously... Adam, sir, congratulations you, again. You're, I love you, man. This, I love this, you too, buddy. This, this is so beautiful. I cannot wait to try this. Heck I'm definitely yes. going to try this tomorrow morning. Coarse ground, coarse ground coffee. Oh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You, you know me all too well. <laughs> hey, sir. All right, we'll see you folks again very, very soon on another episode of G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.